Every day is an opportunity for you to learn something that sets your home improvement or home services business apart from the competition. Let's make today one of those days. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built By. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully we're eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. Hey, what's up, y'all? Matt here with Hatch and another episode of Built By. Very excited about today's episode. Um, not only because we didn't have an episode last week. Unfortunately, our guest had to cancel. Things happen. We're back on the train this week, though. I have a great conversation with Todd. Kavanaugh, who's the director of marketing over at Baker Roofing Company. And the reason I'm so excited is because he's really, he and his team, and he won't say he as, he'll say his team, um, as any good leader would. He has really nailed down, I think, what the essence of home improvement marketing should be. And that is having the story. Uh, in his case, they 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 had the story, but you know, creating the story and then telling it. And I think that's what resonates with local marketing the most. I was actually at a brewery this past weekend um, and I was having a conversation with one of my good friend's stepdads and we started talking about home improvement and he got this like glare in his eye, like glazed over. And I'm like, uh, not a fan, I take it. And then he proceeded to tell me the last two times he's gotten any work done on his, on his house, he's had to sue the subcontract. And he is so anti getting any work done on his house because of these terrible experiences. That's what exists. I mean, as a legitimate company, that's what you have to overcome. That's the, the barrier to entry, I guess. So that's why I think this conversation with Todd is so important today because they have a story, they tell the story, and it compels people to pick up the phone and call their office. Yeah, Like he mentioned, like even if they don't need a roof repair done or if they don't need work done, they're top of mind because people see this story, it resonates with them. It just has like this air of quality. It's just a really cool way to really present your company. And I think they're doing an excellent job at it. So we're going to dive into all of that. Um, Todd's been around in the industry for a long time. He's one of the you know smartest marketing directors I've ever talked to. So he's got some really cool philosophies that he instills in his team that helps them do good work at a profit if they can, at a loss if they must, but always good work. There, I was able to work it in. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and kick the episode off. Again, this is Todd Cavanaugh, who is the director of marketing over at Baker Roofing Company. I hope you enjoy. I've always been fascinated by marketing. I think, you know, marketing is rooted so much in consumer behavior. Um, and I'm fascinated by the way that people react to their surroundings. Um, and it's frankly a way that you can make a living, uh, by being able to, to interact in that space professionally. Um, and in fact, you know, another way, I, I just love the way that marketing allows you also kind of measure your efforts, um, from a kind of a binary standpoint, did this thing work? Did it not work? And how much did it work? So I love kind of the intersect of, you know, the behavior of people with kind of that binary ability to measure success. Um, and as far as how I got into home improvement, uh, it was really kind of accidental. 
The only other, I've been with Baker Roofing Company for going on 18 years now. And the only other kind of professional role that I had for some time for, for about four years, I was with Morgan Stanley. And my wife and I, and I was doing marketing for a senior partnership there. And my wife and I had, had determined to move from West Palm to Raleigh, North Carolina. And I saw, was approached by this contract job for a roofing company, and I almost didn't take it. Um, there was kind of the young pride in me that thought, oh, invest in banking and roofing. Is that really something I want to get involved in? So I, I kind of took the job while I was still looking. And fast forward 18 years later, and I'm, I'm still here, and I love it. It was, it was probably the, certainly was the best professional decision of my life, and I, I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever. So I kind of stumbled my way into, into home improvement, um, into construction, and, uh, and I've, I, I've loved it. That's awesome, man. So in that 18 years, um, you've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of things have, have changed. You know, marketing itself has kind of evolved a lot within that 18 years. Yeah. Um, I want to hone in a little bit on so when you first started at Baker Roofing, um, I believe um, it was like a contract job in 2003, and then you kind of went full-time 2004. Um, what did the marketing department then, if it was a marketing department, what did that kind of look like in the beginning? Yeah, you know, it actually didn't exist um, prior to me. They had, I, and I forget where they got it, but they had a Flash-based website. Um, which now it probably makes all of us marketers cringe a little bit. We remember Flash, you know, those of us that have a little age on us. Um, and that was really the extent of their marketing. Now, granted, so much of our work as, a, as an organization when I started was kind of this rip and read, low bid mentality. We are also not only a home improvement contractor, but we're also a B2B contractor doing a lot of permit work, GC work. Um, so there wasn't really this like intentional go-to-market strategy other than to see an invitation to bid and say, oh, here's our lowest number. Um, it, it wasn't only until, you know, really I, I came on board and to help out on, let's say, some sales enablement efforts, um, which is kind of a fancy way of saying let's create some brochures and make our, our proposals look a little bit better um, at that time. And uh, that eventually kind of evolved. I started to have a louder voice, a louder influence um, on our process until one point I kind of like this was maybe three years into it. And I had said, we really, really need a new website. And at that point, a lot of people would kind of respond and say, well, what do we need a website for? We're a roofing contractor. You know, this is like 2005, 2006. Um, and, uh, and that really kind of started, I would say, at that point, our, our digital transformation uh, into uh, what, what is now today kind of digital being almost our primary go-to-market strategy, uh, at least in terms of our, our B2C uh, silo, our consumer, our, our home improvement silo. So there's a lot that happened between then and now, especially as an organization when I started here, we had... Um, about, and I say about, but about one and a half uh, locations um, with just a hand with about, I think, 200 or so employees to now we're at 26 locations across the southern United States and somewhere in the tune of plus or minus 12 or 1300 employees. That's amazing. And, you know, it's so funny you talk about like that, that sales enablement and it's, it's, so many companies, I think, and this isn't just home improvement, but so many companies fall into this way of thinking that marketing supports sales. And we need we need all these one pagers and all this pretty collateral. And 
there's so much more that needs to be done. And it really does take a voice um, to really speak up and say, hey, it's time to change the way we do a few things. So that's really cool to hear. Um, before we get into our main topic, I, I would love to, um, you know, talk about kind of the growth and marketing there at Baker Roofing. And we were talking the other day and you had this philosophy that I, I really, really liked. And I honestly hadn't heard it, but it's, it's something about, you know, not outsourcing a lot of your work, you know, insourcing, you know, finding talent, bringing them on the team. Talk me through, you know, why, why you adopted that and, um, you know, how you kind of apply that to your team now. Um, and when it comes to like hiring and thinking, you know, people to join the team. Yeah. You know, so I started the marketing department with a shoestring budget. Um, and there was a lot of kind of brute force, uh, um, pushing the ball forward and having to do things and learn things, uh, to, to rely at that point, pretty much on myself. Cause I didn't have a budget to go out and say, Oh, let's hire an agency to build a $25,000 website for us. So I had to learn how to build websites. Um, and, you know, I got a quote from an agency, let's say about about seven years ago to launch an email campaign. And they wanted, I think it was three to $4,000 to ideate and create this like email, a single email. And then concurrently, the emails got cheaper. And I'm sorry, agencies, if anybody is listening, but I said, man, do I really need to spend $3,000 to build an email? You know, and so that I was kind of forced also a little bit into by by my own um, my own biases to to learn to do different things. Uh, and and as that developed, you know, I also noticed a few things and um, we've had some and I, I say that we've had some great agencies that have worked with us, um, guys that I respect, women that I respect, that are professionals that do a great job. And agencies, I think, fill a really good role for a lot of you know, small to mid market and even, even, you know, MNC, you know, multinational organizations that don't necessarily want the overhead of retaining that type of talent. Um, and, uh, you know, for where we sit and for our budgets and for, our, for the culture of our organization, um, I just really had this philosophy. Uh, if I'm going to build talent and invest in talent, whether it's outsourcing that talent or hiring that talent, you know, I want people that own our brands, that really own our brand, and don't have any any other um, any other brands or any other efforts that would distract them from moving forward the Baker Roofing brand. Uh, so, you know, I, I I looked for people, and and you know, the success of what we have seen from a marketing perspective, it's not this guy. You know, like uh, I've I've had a lot of great people on my team that have done a lot of great things. Um, so, you know, th again, there's times when you have to hire out competencies, but when I do that, you know, we have, we have a really, really great, uh, videographer that is, that is a partner of ours. And I use that term. He's been with us for four or five years. Um, he is not an employee of Baker Roofing Company, um, but he knows our brand and he, he takes ownership of that brand. So I, you know, I have that philosophy where, you know, I really want that, you know, I want that internal competencies. I want that internal talent um, that, that makes you agile as a team, you know, rather than trying to bring an agency up to speed and say, Hey, we've got this idea and try to sell it to them and them to, to bring their resources to bear and to develop that. We can kind of turn on a dime and say, Hey, let's try this thing and let's fail forward. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We're not out $10,000 on a campaign that we paid an agency to do. 
Yeah, I love that, man. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, I heard a while back, it's like the conductor is usually the worst musician in the room, but he's the one that, you know, puts everybody in line and that's where all the amazing compositions come from. Um, so that, yeah. that's really cool to hear, man. Um, you know, I think it's a great segue because you're, you're talking about Baker's brand and that's really what I wanted to dive into today was um, the brand story, the, the, the story that Baker Roofing, it's actually the reason we connected my coworker, you know, saw your billboards on, um, I think it's 95. Um, yeah, uh, Johnson. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he connected with me, he was so excited. And he was like, look, this is an amazing story. Um, never seen this before. And I really would love to dive in a little bit into, first, can you, can you tell us the story? Um, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's four lines and the origin of it and how it yeah. came to be kind of your, your, your go-to. Yeah, so we are a family-owned and operated business. We're one of the largest roofing contractors in the nation, um, but we've been owned and operated by the same family for 106 years now. Um, we actually just, uh, someone on our team put together a new, a new T-shirt, um, and it says it started on a mule on the front. Um, and truly, that is our humble beginnings. Our founder, um, W.P. Baker I, actually rode a mule from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, to Raleigh, North Carolina, and set up, uh, and set up his sheet metal shop, um, roofing and sheet metal. Um, and when he did that, we, we think, you know, again, we're trying to guess timing, but we know sometime in 1915, um, he hung up a sign in his downtown Raleigh sheet metal shop uh, that said, we shall do good work at a profit if we can at a loss if we must, but always good work. And we've, we literally still have that sign. It was, you know, it was funny. It was sitting in our sheet metal shop, just kind of buried somewhere in the back. Um, and we had, a, had an old building at the time. We've since renovated it. Um, and I remember seeing, uh, seeing that sign. And it actually, you know, this at this point, that was maybe eight years ago. So the sign was 97, 98 years old. And somebody had just taken this, like, this wood sign with this writing on it. In fact, um, you can kind of see a, oh, there we go, a replica of it here behind me. Um, and they took this wood sign and they just screwed it into the wall. And here's this like, you know, here's this heirloom piece of our brands just screwed into a wall. And I remember seeing it thinking, man, that, we got to do something with that. Um, and, and kind of bringing that to my boss and that conversation developed into now, you know, we have it on five sequential billboards um, line by line by line in the Charleston market. It's on every single one of our trucks. We have upwards of 400 trucks on the road and every one of our trucks have that sign on the back. Um, pretty much any federal piece you see from Baker Roofing Company will have some form of that sign on it um, because that's just the heart and spirit of our company. Um, and it works because it's true for who we are. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that's, that's where it came about. Yeah. And I, I'd love to, you know, dig in a little bit more to that light bulb moment. So you, yeah. you know, you're, I've run in this too, and I know every marketer has, and it feels like you're just kind of spinning on the hamster wheel, right? When it comes to, you know, putting ads out and doing all these things. And when you really find something that resonates, I think finding a piece like an heirloom like that, it's, it's a really a light bulb moment and you immediately are like, okay, we can, we can do this. So Walk me through kind of when, when you realized you had that moment and how that kind of transformed your marketing moving forward. Yeah. So 
you know, the sad thing is um, sometimes we get lazy with our branding, right? And you can essentially, um, for so many home improvement contractors uh, or, or, or even many different types of contractors, quality. You know, you, you do a word cloud and you take all the things that you say about your brand and you drop it in a word cloud from, let's say, you know, 200 different contractors and you repeat the same five or six phrases every single time. So there's no unique identity oftentimes. And there are a lot of other good con contractors that do it really, really well. But at the time we were kind of using the same tired uh, tropes about our brand, same, same, same words, service, you know, quality, timeliness. Um, and so I saw this sign and, and my boss and I, we were kind of working through our brand and the identity of who we were. We were growing as an organization. Um, our residential services was taking off. Uh, and we knew we needed something different. And, you know, Occam's razor, sometimes the simplest solution is the right one. And this thing had been a part of our identity for, at that point, you know, 95, 96, 97 years. I don't exactly remember when we have been at an organization for 18 years. It kind of blends together. Um, but we're, we'd say, what if we kind of focused our brand around what was established as our cultural identity as a company back 100 years ago? So we started putting it on things. We started trying it out. Um, and all of a sudden, like, it really started resonating. Um, and, you know, there are parts of, there are parts of that, that phrase, you know, we shall do good work. And sounds pretty traditional, pretty expected from, from a contractor. But there are parts of which that we've even really begin to develop now um, at a loss we must. I think that it really, really resonated with people. You know, I think there is an expectation, unfortunately, for a lot of us in the home improvement space. People just don't expect us to do the right thing. And that's really sad. You know, there might have been one or two bad apples, one or two operators that somebody three degrees of separation away from them heard about. And so people don't expect us to do the right thing. But when we put on our motto, at a loss if we must, we truly meant we're going to do it right. Whatever it takes, we're going to do it. Um, and so that's really how it developed and it was almost a serendipitous moment as, you know, my boss and I were kind of going through that conversation. Um, and we thought, let's just start trying to do this. And then it's really taken off as our identity. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're thankful that we had that moment, um, to, yeah. to you know, to, to make that realization. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, the, the simplest solution is often the one that works the best. Like you said, that, that's yeah. awesome. Um, I so now I want to transition a little bit into probably one of the boldest moves I've I've ever heard, which is I, I've dabbled in billboards before, and I know everyone's you know thought about it, and you think they're so antiquated, and they get eyes though. That process that you 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 know your your distribution, you've got this great story. Now how how are you going to distribute it out? How are you going to get the word out and that sort of thing? How did the billboard idea come about? And I'd love to hear how you got buy-in on that, uh, you know, how, how you get to keep them up and, you know, how, how you measure success on those and, and, you know, things like that. Yeah, so, you know, um, we've been full throttle pushing uh, a, a shift to digital for the last, you know, five to, to eight years. Um, and, you know, like, like most contractors, there's a lot of great lead gen channels. Some work better for others. You know, Google is, of course, the big behemoth with their introduction of, you know, Google Home Services, Google Certified, 
the map pack, Google ads, organic. And so there's so many things. And, you know, eight years ago when we jumped into that, there weren't a lot of people jumping into that. So it made it a really easy shift for us to see a lot of success fast. Um, and that success continues to grow. You know, it's a momentum game. Um, but we've also seen a lot of uh, new, young, um, mid-market competition that has has seen success there too. And, you know, Google is going to try to get us to spend our money with them. So they find ways to, to effectively spend that money and generate revenue for their contractors. So that the the entry points for us is it's getting cheaper and easier um, for, for home services companies. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to say that uh, that the billboard idea was was purely my own because it wasn't. You know, in fact, um, I resisted it, frankly, for for some time. You know, as a as a, a digital first marketer, um, when uh, we we dabbled in billboards for the last four or five years again, and um, and it was something that I almost reluctantly did. Um, and uh, we were in, in that particular market. We, uh, if we were going to do it, I wanted to do it creatively. So we stood up some um, some creative uh, down there um, on our first go rounds in two different locations. And I think one of them said something to the effect of, "If you want it done right, give us a call." Um, Blackfield white lettering, um, keep it simple. Um, that's kind of our brand aesthetic. Uh, and uh, another location was our our always good work. Um, motto. And uh, the billboard company actually had approached our general manager down there with an idea, you know, one that is, doesn't like, again, to not to overuse the word, but serendipitously kind of happened, you know, as a, as a marketer, you can, you can probably relate when does five billboards, um, when does that inventory become available where you have a billboard after a billboard after a billboard that's visually, you know, in line with one another, you can kind of see an approach um, so you can connect the aesthetic, you can connect the messaging and one after the other. So it kind of presented itself and they presented it to us and say, hey, do you guys want this? So I was having a conversation with our general manager um, down there and he and I were talking about it a little and we're like, you know what, let's give it a try. You know, it's kind of one of those, if you're going to do it, if you're going to go big, you know, if you're going to go, then go big. It's like a, like a trade show. Don't just show up to a trade show with, you know, a little tiny booth and a 10 by 10. If you're going to do it, do it right. If you're going to make that investment. So he said, all right, let's go big. Um, and so we were talking about the messaging. We're like, let's just break up that phrase and let's put it in there and put it on each billboard, um, black field, white lettering. Let's not you know, mess it up with what people expect with pictures of roofers doing work. Um, let's just say who we are. And, and we did that. And man, the response on that has been incredible. Um, it's not, you guys can probably guess, I won't say how much we're spending, but it's not an insignificant amount um, over that campaign, but we're going to keep it up there because we're getting calls from, from homeowners, we're getting calls from facility managers, from general contractors um, that have felt the need to kind of pick up the phone and maybe they didn't have a, a roofing need at the moment. They just said, hey, I saw your billboards and that's really cool. Um, and, you know, again, it's not just the vehicle, that's just the mechanism, but it's the message behind what we put up there. Um, and just continues to reinforce, that's who we are. You know, we shall do good work. At a profit we can, lost food must, but always good work. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 definitely, re I, I haven't even seen it, and it, it already resonates with me, and I, I can just picture it. Uh, yeah, it's so awesome. But, you know, 
the interesting part of this, and you mentioned, you know, people calling in, you know, wanting more information on your services and they feel compelled to call you to contact you in some way. It's interesting because, you know, I, I've been listening recently to a lot of marketing you know, podcasts and reading a lot of stuff and things are kind of shifting from, it's, it's not all about just the leads you generate. It's more about the brand that you put out there and what resonates mm -hmm. most and marketing in some way or another has an effect on every piece of revenue that comes through the door because yeah. people seem to trust you more. If you have a good story, you put it out there, you know, when your tech comes to the house and things like that, your, your reputation precedes you. So walk me through a little bit of, um, is what kind of motivates you? What, what, what do you find success in personally and professionally? Uh, you know, what, what keeps you coming through the door every day, excited to tackle what's, what's next? Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking with somebody on my team about that this morning. You know, there, there, there's a couple layers to that. Um, you know, as, as originally kind of a creative, um, there's aspects uh, of, of that, of the marketing process. And there's aspects of creating content and brand storytelling. That's really exciting to me that I really, really enjoy. And that's, you know, you have to know, um, you have to know your channel and you have to know your effort and, and what success looks like for that effort. And, you know, brand storytelling, you do, you go for the kind of that brand lift, that brand awareness, that brand equity, that is kind of the accelerator to lead gen efforts. Um, and we really, really enjoy that process as a team, as a whole, um, because we feel like we've got a great story to tell. Um, we do this this effort every year uh, internally. We didn't actually get to do it this year because of COVID, um, but we'll retreat as a team uh, locally. And one of the things I give to each one of my team members is, is the task of come up with a campaign and pitch the team. And we're gonna take one of those, we're gonna take one of those campaigns, we're gonna execute on it this year. And it can be anything you want. So we've gotten everything from, you know, let's put murals all over our major metro area. Um, you know, let's produce this type of video or that type of video. And so those creative pro projects um, are kind of those, uh, you know, those are those outlets that keep me coming through the door in your words um, every day. And uh, we have a mentality on, on the team as well as let's fail forward. Like I kind of have this, I have this philosophy that I tell my team regularly is if we're not failing, we're not trying hard enough. Um, I really want to push the envelope. I don't want to be looking at somebody and saying, I want to be that person, but I want to be the person, I want to be the team that people are looking at and say, oh, I want to be them. Um, and you only do that with with failing um, and trying trying things that are maybe a little bit outside of the box. Um, so those things are exciting for me. But again, as a, as a director, you don't get to like tactically be involved in those things every day. Um, I love seeing success. I'm also like, I take that creative component, but I also, I love that attribution um, part of our job and that's hard for any digital marketer to kind of complete your attribution model But like when that formula works when you see that vanity phone number that you've stood up for a campaign And somebody's dialed that and it says it in you know your CRM that you know This has created this downstream revenue. That's really exciting, you know, because you feel like you're actually being uh, a part of You're not just overhead, you know, sometimes as a marketing department, you kind of see yourself as overhead. You know you're not. But sometimes the other people, you know, the guys that are actually going out on the roofs and doing the hard work, you know, um, it's easy to kind of um, feel like you need to justify your 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 effort every single day and prove that you should exist. 
um, as a professional. So I love it when when that formula works and that attribution model works and you can prove like, hey, you know, we paid for ourselves today. Um, so that stuff is also really exciting. And, and with digital marketing, that just gets easier and easier. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are, those are a couple of things that, that we find exciting. We've got a couple of projects, if you check out our brand in a couple of months, um, that we're really, really excited about that are a little bit outside of the box um, from a messaging standpoint um, that we're, we're uh, just about to, uh, to start work on in the next week or two. That's awesome, man. It's, it's, it's those small wins that add up you know, every day that just make, that's what it feels good to be in marketing when you, when you see all that kind of pumping and churning. And yeah. You know, we did a campaign recently um, that we, it's called at a loss if we must, like that was the campaign and we like plan to launch March of 2020. So, you know, like at a loss if we must, you know, it was a perfect time to, to <laughs> yeah. launch with COVID, you know, when everybody's losing. But, you know, and I think I said this to you the other day, um, everybody likes to talk about their successes. And we had this, this we had this idea, you know, like, let's talk about our failures as a company. Um, and so we launched this video. We did kind of this hero piece um, that was an interview of, of our owner. And we said, can you just talk about failure? Like, that's what we want to talk about right now. And you can see that on our about page. Um, it's uh, kind of two minute, um, two minute video, and uh, that we we kind of rolled out. We we dialed it back because of COVID. What the launch was going to look like, um, but again, and I had to like I had to sell it to our board. They're like, "You really want to do a video talking about losing and failure?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, and uh, and in the end, we're we're pretty proud of, of what the team produced. Yeah, that's amazing. Like just every little piece just keeps adding to that story. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we're running against time here, um, there's one last question I, I love to ask every guest, and it's the last tip before we dip. So what's the number one piece of advice you would give um, any marketing directors, any marketers, any owners who are running their marketing right now? Um, what, what's that one thing that you would say um, right now uh, as you know, to offer guidance, you know, something that they sure. should learn or you know do. You know, I, I, a couple of things kind of wrapped into one. I would say um, stop chasing. You know, there's the propensity. You know, we we read Seth Godin. You know, we see Gary V. We see all these people that are doing these things, and that stuff is important to be aware of. Like what's new, what's innovative. You know, but but stop chasing other success and find your identity. Um, and then, and then tell your story and, and in the telling, don't be afraid to fail. Like, you know, be excited about failure. I heard, um, in uh, a scrum book I was reading, I forget, I think it was Saab, the CEO of Saab, um, that he asked his team, um, this is the Saab aerospace or whoever they produce the jets to, 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 to work on this technical effort. And they brought it back and said, Hey, we spent these, you know, 60 hours and the thing didn't work. And the CEO was like, great, you know, now we know what doesn't work. You know, we can check that box and we keep moving forward. So, you know, find your identity and get creative with telling that story and don't be afraid to take risks and be prepared to fail because you're gonna fail. Um, that's part of the process. Um, but at some point you're gonna hit that serendipitous moment um, that's gonna work for you and you're gonna have that light bulb moment. And now you're gonna have this new path that's going to enlighten everything else that you do. And you're going to be able to take that into those tactical efforts of Google ads. You're going to take that into your SEO and you're going to take that into your social and all these other ones. And now you're going to have the ammo that you need 
to become the brand that that is now going to be unique against the rest of your competition. I love that, Todd. That that's such a great tip. I think for anyone. Um, awesome, man. So that that's really all the questions I had, Todd. Thank you so much for joining today. I know I know you're a busy guy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to book an Airbnb down in Charleston sometime so I can see those billboards for myself. So Yeah, swing by. Let us know when you're there. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll hang out. So yeah, thank absolutely. you for the opportunity here too. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Todd. Have a good one. You too.